Suffering is inescapable. No matter who we are, life will always throw us curveballs in ways we least expect. I'm sure if we all took a moment to think about the last time we experienced pain or discomfort, more than likely it wouldn't take us long to remember. Maybe it was when our stomach didn't agree with what we ate this morning for breakfast. Or on a more serious note, maybe we're still reliving that fight we had with our friend or spouse the night before. It is a fact of our being human that pain is woven into the fabric of our existence. This should be confronted honestly, without obsessing, and just as important, without running away from what is difficult and uncomfortable. Even as Christians with hope of eternal life, it is not our job to justify or to explain the existence of suffering. St. Thomas Aquinas once said, To one who has faith, no explanation is necessary. To one without faith, no explanation will ever be enough. Today's feast gives us the answer we seek. The point is not to try to rationalize our suffering as though it were imposed on us by God, but to offer it to him as a gift of ourselves. We see through the lens of the cross to look beyond the pain, to achieve union with God. The central theme of our Christian vocation is sacrifice. A very challenging word, yes. However, we elevate this offering of Jesus as glorious and worthy of adoration, precisely because we know that to live in the fullest sense is in fact to die to ourselves. The union with God that we are striving for is by necessity achieved only and through the incarnate word, Jesus Christ. There is no other way. By extension, there is no escape from the inevitability of suffering and death, which not even God himself avoided. This is because he loves us too much. He loves us too much to be indifferent to our pain. The physical marks of the crucified and risen Christ are proof of his enduring communion with our human condition. Recall the gospel for today, which says, God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. It means that love, which became incarnate, is the bridge over finite reality, over the trappings of death. Love takes us beyond the prison of the self-defeating mind and towards the other, God, who desires our supreme good. How many of us have experienced our sufferings as a condemnation from God? Our modern sensibilities tell us that our life is perhaps nothing more than random chance, with a future that is too uncertain to be the object of an all-knowing and all-loving deity. We might not think that our Lord, or we might not think that out loud, but the reality shows in the way we handle the inconveniences of life. We might sink into a depression and wonder how God could ever love someone like me. Maybe my pain is nothing more than punishment for my sins, the result of which I must prove myself to go to an overbearing Lord who demands too much from me. Death, in light of the resurrection, is no longer our foe. The real enemy, 
is the interior self which refuses to accept through love the will of God. To break this chain which binds us, we must remember Christ's sacrifice for us, that he died for us precisely because he loves us. We are lovable. We must accept that to we must accept that left to ourselves, we are without the resources needed to fix our problems. This is what it means to follow with abandon the narrow way of self-denial, of suffering gracefully, even as Jesus accepted his passion. Yet our acceptance of suffering must, again, be out of love and not obsession. We do not dwell on our pain as if it were pleasing to God, but we offer up through love our own passion in imitation of Christ. This is the true meaning and value of our sacrifices. The point of all this is to unite us with God, to be transformed into Christ, who, we dare say, the objective self who is the objective self that we are seeking to become by our embrace of the cross. We have only now to begin this process of transformation. Today's feast places within our minds and hopefully our hearts the language of sacrificial love. We can and ought to make the words of the liturgy our own. These may include, we commemorate your glorious passion, or we adore you, O Christ, for by, for by your cross and resurrection you have redeemed the world. And sweetest wood and sweetest iron, sweetest weight is hung on thee. The twofold themes of life and death which we hear in these utterances of praise are no longer opposed to each other in Christ. Or rather, death is subsumed in life. Only when we embrace the cross through love can we be truly free. Then will we be able to say in the words of St. Paul, It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me.